0: McAllen, Texas, situated in the lower Rio Grande Valley at the very southern tip of Texas is revered by avid birders as their number one destination in America. More than 50% of all recorded bird species in the United States are seen in the McAllen area. It is also the northernmost reach of many Southern and Central American migratory species. Come along with us to the lower Rio Grande Valley for a visit with Roy Rodriguez, park ranger with Texas Parks and Wildlife at Benson Rio Grande Valley State Park, followed by some insightful commentary by avid birder Gene Blattman from Carmel Valley, California. And then we'll stop in for a visit with Colleen Curran-Hook, the manager at Quinta Mazatlan, a most incredible oasis for bird watching, right on the edge of town. I'm your host, travel correspondent Tom Wilmer.
1: Yeah, there she is. And she's coming in for the fancy scratch seed. Now, you can hear these things making this nasally call, and uh, what the Altamira's are doing as they're moving around, they're vocalizing. They're keeping in touch with the other ones. Okay, there was an alarm. Everybody ran into the woods. My name is Roy Rodriguez. I'm a park ranger in South Texas with Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and I work out of Benson, Rio Grande Valley State Park. I work as a park naturalist and visit with hundreds and hundreds of people who come down here, specifically as wildlife enthusiasts. This is one of the must-do places for any
0: birder in North America, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and it's climate and location. We're at the crossroads of biological north and south and biological east and west, so just having the proximity of the gulf, the mountains nearby of the desert, the sand plains, and the floodplain forest here creates several overlapping habitats, and that in turn really lures in hundreds of different species of birds and butterflies as well.
0: The other park ranger that we were with earlier was talking to us about the number of bird species that have been seen in North America versus the number of bird species that have been witnessed just in the region.
1: I don't know if he mentioned numbers to you. Javier uh, might have mentioned that in general you could probably see 700 species in the U.S., but there's been about 900 reported, although those many of these are accidentals and big numbers are seen maybe in the Bering Straits so not something that everyone could see but you know out of uh, let's say 7 to 900 species in the US that have been documented the four-county area in the valley has 527. So out of 527 species, we get more than two-thirds of the birds that can be seen. Many of these are migrants, many are tropical species, and again, accidentals can happen anywhere. Birds have wings, but it makes it really interesting. So the four-county area in South Texas has more bird species recorded than almost all of the lower 48 states except for four. Doesn't get any better than that. Makes it pretty easy. (laughs) The weather's great. It snows once in 100 years, so this provides really ample opportunity for people to spend the entire day out of doors and just going from spot to spot. You don't have to travel very far. In one hour, you could be in a completely different habitat. One of the great things about hanging around the bird feeders and watching the birds interact is also watching some of these really colorful species of birds. If you learn a little bit about bird feather structure, you'll see that the color blue doesn't really exist. It's a trick of light on the cell structure of the feathers. Another thing that's interesting is how birds can see in different wavelengths, as in UV light. You know birds can see in color, since they are colorful, they pass those color traits on, but they can also see in other wavelengths, including UV. We know that kestrels can see in UV light as they follow the trails that are laid down by mice, and uh, we've also found out that using UV photography. Birds that otherwise have no, let's say, rectangular or round or spotted patterns seen by the human eye have those patterns under ultraviolet light. So it could be another way of birds being able to identify each other. It may be males from females and adult individuals and uh, completely different adult feather patterns that we can't see with a human eye. So it's fascinating. What we don't know is a lot more than what we do know. You can find out more information online, we have a Facebook page, and we are online at worldbirdingcenter.org. It can be a spot where you can look up all of the World Birding Centers. There's nine different World Birding Centers, three of them are state, and so we have a really good partnership between different types of entities, be it state, municipal, and federal. My name is Roy Rodriguez. I'm park ranger at Texas Parks and Wildlife, Rio Grande Valley, Benson State Park in South Texas admission. Mission.
0: This is your host, Tom Wilmer. We're visiting with Gene Blattman, an avid birder. Number one, just really quickly, how did you get into birding, Gene?
2: Well, about four years ago, I just finished up a volunteer activity. I had a pair of binoculars that I had from whale watching, and I had a neighbor and his wife across the street that had been avid birders for about 50 years. And so they gave me all of their back issues of their birding magazines, and that started me off. So probably 10 years ago, the last thing you imagined is that you'd wind up
0: a birder, an avid birder.
2: Absolutely. I thought it, quite honestly, as being kind of a boring thing. But after getting into it, I found it to be fantastic and very interesting. And once you're hooked, it becomes a real challenge, isn't it? It's a real ongoing Process. It can become a real passion because there's so many facets to this. Discovering new birds, learning to identify them, just the beauty of nature, it's all very fulfilling.
0: I knew when I decided to go down to McAllen, Texas, that it would be a fun and interesting place of discovery for me. And I'd been told it was a great birding capital. Tell us your thoughts and feelings about discovering and exploring McAllen as a birding destination.
2: You know, I've birded, of course, extensively in California, I've birded in Florida, in Arizona, even in Nova Scotia, that'd be part of the North American birds. But I'd always wanted to go to Texas, the lower Rio Grande Valley, because it's famous among birders. And I certainly discovered why. What did you discover? Well, there's a lot of very cool things about going to McAllen. First of all, there are birds there that you cannot find anywhere else in North America. The northern part of the range uh, just reaches McAllen. You cannot find those any other place. So that, from a birder's standpoint, is very attractive. But I've never been to a place that is as birder-friendly as the area there. I mean, this series of eight or nine refuges. Uh, Everywhere you turn, there's a reference to birding. People are... The denizens of McAllen,
0: as you discovered, were incredibly friendly and welcoming to everybody, but especially birders, right?
2: Absolutely. These are very warm, friendly people, and everyone goes out of their way to help you with your birding. They point you in the right direction and give you all of the help that you could possibly want.
0: I always thought North America went down to Panama,
2: but not so. The American Birding Association has given the definition of North America starting with our border with Mexico, the Rio Grande River, and it goes north through Alaska, so That defines North America for a birder. So 20 feet away on the other side of the Rio Grande,
0: if you see a cool bird that you're looking for, it doesn't count.
2: Yeah, well, I was down there, I saw this red vermilion, which is a beautiful bird. He was on the Mexico side, so I could not count him. But fortunately, he flew over to our side, and I was able to count him because then he was legal. He became a North American bird by crossing the Rio Grande. Birders like you reach this point of checking off your list
0: of your birds that you're hunting and searching for, and talk about like life birds
2: and what that means. For a birder, life birds means a bird that you've never seen before in your life. It only counts if you see it in the, the locale that you're keeping your list for. So it's very special. There are about 800 birds in North America, and I started out four years ago. And when we arrived in McAllen, I had 394, and when I left, I had 425, a real bonanza for me as far as birds. And these were beautiful tropical birds. It was a wonderful experience.
0: Your dance card was filled up over a pretty short period of time, wasn't it?
2: It was only really birding for three days, and so here it was averaging over 10 new birds that I'd never seen before in my life. In my local area, I'm lucky to pick up one or two birds a year. Mm -hmm. So it was just like being in a giant candy store for me. There you go. Before we go, talk a little bit about the local
0: guides there, because I know that's one of the bonus aspects that you were very, very impressed with.
2: Yeah, through a contact at the Convention and Visitors Bureau. I was able to link up with a couple of very experienced, very knowledgeable, and very friendly local birders. They just opened up so many things for me. They knew where the birds were. Everyone there, there's so many birders, and they're so willing and anxious to help you. So I suppose it goes without saying
0: that in a perfect world, you would definitely recommend to any birder to seek
2: out a really cool guide. Yeah I think that's critical Uh, if you want to make the best use of your time is to go to the little extra trouble to identify it because it'll make your time much more productive. I
0: presume you would highly recommend McAllen for other birders and Question number two, are you planning to go back?
2: Absolutely. Although I as I say I picked up thirty one life birds, there were many, many birds that I did not get the opportunity to see or did not get a, a close enough look that I could really feel comfortable in making the identification. So I'm definitely going back and I I would like to go back in the springtime when the, the migration from South America passes right through McAllen. So there's all of these birds that are eastern birds that you would not get a chance to see here on the west coast. For the
0: listener, some of these tropical birds on their northern migration, they come all the way up from Panama or the South American continent, true?
2: Yeah, some of them are traveling, you know, like two or three thousand miles. In fact, many of them have to fly over the gulf. If they have a headwind, they're so exhausted by the time they get across the water is that they land right in McAllen, in that area, and you'll have dozens of birds, sometimes on the same tree. You just can't experience that anywhere else. That's great.
0: Well, Gene, this has been a delight having you share with us your bird experience in Macau, and I thank you so much for the time.
2: My pleasure.
0: All right, we've been speaking with Gene Blatman from Carmel Valley, California. Curran Hook, the manager at Quinta Mazatlan. Hi.
3: Hi. This is an old estate home and so it was called Quinta Mazatlan.
0: And that dates from the 30s?
3: That dates from the 30s. Jason Matthews used to fly through the valley just like many of our migratory birds and um, decided to settle down and build an adobe home.
0: They are long gone but now the Hacienda lives on in a whole new incarnation.
3: The city of McAllen is the third family. We wanted a home and a habitat, and so all the families have kept the forest that surrounds this historic home.
0: Give us an overview of what it's all about.
3: Our mission is to enrich people's lives and to share knowledge about our birds and plants and our stewardship of South Texas. There are few forests left in urban settings and so we are a 15-acre urban sanctuary across the street from the airport so you'll be reminded about our location frequently.
0: But here you are, like you said, directly across the street from Metropolitan Airport and we feel like we're in a little tranquil jungle. This is a place where people would come to go bird watching
3: Yes, we have half a mile of trails. We put out bird food and we plant native species that have the natural berries to support wildlife. So we have a lot of natives that live here all year long, like our green jay and our plain chachalaca and our orange orioles. But we also have a lot of migratory birds who stop in and use us like a hotel motel and stop for a little rest and food Mm -hmm. along the way.
0: What sort of programs do you offer here?
3: Every Thursday night we have a speaker series for tonight. We have Richard Moore who's going to talk about our South Texas ranch life. Next week is the famous musician Tishina Hosta from Austin, Texas. Because our niche is a home and a habitat, we offer a lot of programs designing a wildscape in your backyard from a small postage sample butterfly garden, to a hummingbird garden, to a mini meadow. And we hope that people will then go do something in their backyard.
0: For further information, do you have a website?
3: Yes, please visit us at www.kintamazatlan.com. And our phone number is 956 681 my name is Colleen Hook, and I'm the manager at Quinta Mazatlan in McAllen, Texas.
0: Colleen, thank you so much. What a pleasure.
3: Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure.
0: This is your host, Tom Wilmer, reporting for National Public Radio Affiliates, KCBX serving San Luis Obispo County, KSBX serving Santa Barbara County, and KNBX serving Southern Monterey County. <laughs> If you'd like to listen to this show on the web as an MP3 podcast and or the entire series on McAllen, Texas including cuisine, art, culture, museums and more. Log on to www.kcbx.org. At the home page, click on Program Archives and then click on Audio Log, The Travel Show. You're listening to the award-winning travel show Audio Log, airing over these NPR affiliates for the past 22 years.